previously on Tales of Asperon. Um, and you make your way up to the third dock, and down the end you can see there are two ships. One on the right, or small blue ship that's moored to the dock. You look around this room, and it's hard to find something that seems like it has a lot of care because everything is so kind of chaotically just strewn about. Um, but by the table, you know, you pop open, there's a cabinet kind of bolted into the wall. You watch as a wooden panel on the back of this cabinet falls forward. And behind it, you can see there's a small cavity in the side of the ship that's filled with soil. And as you, as this panel falls down, you see a blue glow immediately pour out of this space. And inside you see, it looks like a single lily planted in dark soil. And its petals glow with kind of an ethereal blue light. I crap out. <laughs> okay. This wow. woman stands up with the sword and points it to the three of you. And she says, you got three seconds to tell me what the fuck you're doing poking around on my neighbor's ship or I'm going to call the guards. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperon. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's light on rules and very high on storytelling. Now, what does that mean? We sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. Then we put out an episode every other Friday. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. And the best part of it all is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. This just means that sometimes we roll dice to figure out what happens next in the story. Roll high? Awesome. Maybe you find a magic rock at the bottom of a lake. Roll low? Well, maybe you miss the magic cloak buried beneath the rest of the rocks. I wonder what will happen this week. Let's roll the dice and find out together. saw him two days ago fishing on the dock. I went down below deck, unmoored the boat, started to go out into the water to catch some fish out on the lake at night, and I heard a splash. I looked up. He was gone. I figured it was a fish or something. Um, as she says this, you can kind of see Alea with your crazy high insight. Her eyes <laughs> look away from you for a moment as if there's a bit of shame in that statement. I don't know how to approach shame. <laughs> <laughs> that is quotable oh my god um you just summed up all of 2019 for all of the world <laughs> <laughs> um uh is there anything else that was suspicious or that seemed off or out of place you have anything else that you no. would be helpful in finding him um let's see Wow, I went really high. She goes, aside from the, the weird dreams he said he was having. Dreams? Yeah, dreams. What, did, did, he, did he say what type of dreams? Something, 
he brought it up and then immediately stopped talking about it. But it was something about the um the being under the water voices, something like that. How appropriate. Did did the man of Constance have people who hated him enemies? None that I knew of. Hmm. Look, you're you're actually trying to find him. Yes. Yes. Her her sword now, which was still raised partially, um, has kind of lowered, and you hear it. She leans it against the side of the ship on the inside. Well, I hope you do. He was a nice fella, good neighbor. But um, whenever whenever he went to the market, he would always bring me eggs in the morning. It was a nice treat. Um, how long was he complaining about these nightmares? Uh, I'm not sure. He brought it up maybe five, six days ago or something. Hmm. What do you know of the glowing balls of light all over the place? The spirits that live in the wood? That's the one. Yeah, there's a lot of them. About a half a mile out of town, the moment you hit the wood, do, you'll um, encounter the spirits. Do they ever come around here? Water? No, they, they don't leave the wood. What about that? And I point to the giant fucking island in the center of the lake. What about there? I haven't seen any out there. I mean, the, I see the occasional light or so, but it's usually a little fishing boat or something. Do people go to that island a lot? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really well connected in the city. I just leave it to dock and go fishing at night. Sell the fish to, you know, support myself, but... Have you seen anything off on the dock? No, aside from that body they said they found on the other side. You saw the body? No. I don't go down there. You just said you saw the body. No, I said that they <laughs> saw the body that yeah, they uh, said showed up down the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there a... Is he a child? Possibly. Maybe. Is there a limit to where one's boat can pass? Mm, not that I'm aware of. I mean, if you get too close to the island, it gets a little rocky, but nothing you can't avoid. Are Haley and Thurbash still in the water? No, we're, we're on the dock now. Yeah, we're talking the whole entire time <laughs> about drowning. <laughs> um, so it looks like he fell overboard. Did he know how to swim? As, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, you'd be pretty dumb to be a fisherman out on the lake and not know how to swim. DM, mm. can I look, um, like, roll a perception check and look to see if I can see... Uh, actually, no, wait. Thurbesh would not be able to identify any of that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask if he could identify, like, safety flotation devices or something that could save somebody from the lake, but he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, you, you said he, he hasn't really been around a lake, so I don't think he would know. Yeah, That's so he has call. no idea. He has no clue. <laughs> exactly what time did he did he go missing? I... Or did you hear that splash? I heard the splash was after I pulled away from the dock. i say probably 9.30. It was dark. I mean, the rings the rings light up everything enough for you to see fairly well, but so it wasn't super. Okay. It was in the middle of the night, but 9 o'clock. I just finished up dinner. So, maybe we should stay here. We should recreate the circumstances of yeah. his disappearance. Exactly. So, I don't like that idea. Maybe. Let's see if Thurbesh has any dreams tonight since he almost drowned again. This is a very bad idea. I don't <laughs> like this idea. I love this idea. But I can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> Another summary of 2019. 
it's settled then. We're gonna sleep on the boat and see if we can figure out any oddity oddities oddities. Okay. Oddities. Um. So with the investigation you guys have already gone through, um, it's probably about like two thirty in the afternoon. You still got some time to kill, unless you're like trying to sleep right now. No, nah, it's gotta have to be at night. Did he disappear at, at, at night? Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to wait till night. Take a look at the body. Let's go at the body. Well, how long ago was that? They probably got rid of it. A day or two. We could ask the the popo about the body. You have a not tiny shovel, even if it was a day more than a day ago. <laughs> now I'm a gravekeeper. <laughs> No, you know you're the opposite. You're going to you're about to be a grave robber. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have seen the body. Maybe we can get a description of who the body is. That's no. true. Nah, you gotta see it with your own eyes. True. So maybe we can just threaten a bunch of people till we see the body. Why do you always have to threaten people? You're like a... we already have done enough. <laughs> we need to do at this point. It's not gonna hurt us if we threaten more people. <laughs> We should also talk to like other people around the area, other fishermen around the area. True, we should. Okay, so that's the that's the plan. We gotta talk to people, go investigate the body if they allow it, possibly threaten someone, preferably not. Yeah, I, I mean, preferably yes. We don't do that, but <laughs> to be honest, I feel like it's gonna go that way anyways. Uh. I'm going to look around at our group. Are we an intimidating bunch? Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm a soaking wet cat. You tell me if we're intimidating. As long as most of us don't talk, I think we're pretty intimidating. I feel like the best of our intimidation is much better than the worst of our intimidation. So we are therefore intimidating? That sounds like a solid, solid plan. Solid, uh, solid, solid plan. Right solid there. plan. <laughs> Oh, solid thought process. Oh my gosh, I'm already losing it. Um... So, we're gonna go to the morgue if there is such a thing, or we're gonna go to a grave site. I think that's the plan. Let's go rave the grub. You say rave the grub? Yes, let's go rave the grub. I agree. <laughs> this episode, Rob Gravers. Um, so what's the consensus here? Uh, Are you actually gonna rave grub? Uh, we're going to. I guess go to where the body is kept. The plans is to talk to surrounding people and then also maybe investigate the body. Okay. Um, well, just to give you a little bit of a um, breadcrumb here, the note did mention the name of a guard, Theodore, um, <laughs> who works on the south side of the docks, who found the body. Onward to Theodore, the one with the stupid name. Yeah. Damn you, Theodore. Damn you, Theodore. Theodore is actually a cute name. Why is that a hate? It's Damn like you, It's like half of a normal name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> half of a normal name, Tedward. <laughs> okay. What, wait, did you, in this, before we brought that up, did you go this whole time thinking I just was hating on people named No, people? no, no, I knew. <laughs> I knew the reason behind it. <laughs> no, I knew that. Okay, because oh, it feels God. like you didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, let's just go. Okay, so All right, you guys, go. let's go. Let's go whole loaf it. 
Oh, I'm gonna, I, I can't wait to re-listen to this edit to figure out what that means. <laughs> um, you know there's no real answer. Yeah, there's probably not. Be half-baked. Oh, no. There is an answer. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so you guys make your way down the docks. <laughs> Along the way, you do not pass the aforementioned, or as you guys call him, the gnome castle. But you do manage to make your way all the way down to the opposite end of the docks on the southwestern side. Be- before we would have uh, gone, Alea would have gone back to like hide that flower again. Okay. With relative ease, you go beneath the ship and repl- you put the wood panel against the wall and you notice that the little statuette was sitting on top of a pressure plate. Um, and when you put it down, you see the wood panel lock back into the wall seamlessly. Did you did you plan that noise just then? No. Yeah, that was very well planned. What was that it? worked really well? There was like a it legit sounded like a secret wall panel closing. <laughs> I love that because that was actually a motorcycle down at the intersection. So fortuitous neon, the neon birds, the cannon neon birds. ASX neon. Okay, so the four of you um, collect yourselves, get a little dried off, make your way down the docks. Um, as you go, you notice that um, Alistair, the half-woke woman that was speaking to you, has kind of stopped paying attention to y'all. And as you guys leave, you see her standing um, at the foot of her dock, just kind of watching you go. And you make your way down the docks all the way to the southwestern end. Um, this walk is pretty long. It takes you the better part of an hour to navigate through the crowd because the dock market is very packed with people. And eventually you pass by the main tower where the um, the dock master was. And when you hit, I'd say the last 10% of the docks, you immediately encounter um, a little guard house, like stationed right up against the water. Um, it catches your eye because like every... 50, 60 feet, there's another dock. But this one, where there would be a dock, instead there's a guardhouse with um, a small dock behind it and, like, two boats that are kind of moored in that are painted in this kind of white and black to match the rest of the town's aesthetic. Um, and you guys approach. What do you all do? Uh, how many guards are in the area? Um, roll me a perception check real quick. That is an 11. An 11. Um, so looking around, you see immediately... Um, stationed outside the guardhouse, there are two guards just kind of sitting there, um, kind of half-assing you. And along the street, you see one pair that's just kind of making their way down lazily. They're not really paying a ton of attention. Just going to walk up to the guardhouse? Um, you approach the two guards. Um, one kind of stands up to attention immediately, and the other steps up a little bit slower. Hi, how are you? Can I help you? <laughs> Theodore? Is that your name? Or? I'll turn to the other guard. Theodore? Oh, you're looking for Theodore. The other one replies. Um, Am I right? looks over at the guard next to him. He's a little slow um, on the uptake. And you get it. The, the guard elbows him. Yeah, I'm, I'm Theodore. Awesome. We want to see the body. What? <laughs> the body. What? Good lord, this man is a walnut. What body? The body you found in the water a day oh, or two ago. Oh, the guy, the guy in the rocks. That's the one. That body. <laughs> Can we see the body? 
Okay. Sure. Not creepy and at all. He starts to walk forward, and the other guard grabs him by the hand and goes, Excuse me, who are you? Body inspectors. Deception? No. 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 steps forward. No. That's uh, a 10. Um, did we, this is out of character, did we say that the mayor was also... The mayor has sponsored this contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I will say that uh, we've been hired to investigate the recent disappearing of a fisherman and the, the death of the per- body person. The body. We are inspecting <laughs> the body. We are body inspectors. Uh, so we're trying to find... Sh- sh- shut up. We're trying to find <laughs> uh, connections from the body found to our missing person. And yes. So technically we are here as inspectors of the body. Body, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is Mike speaking. Would you say you are federal? Ah. Ah, that was bad. I'm cutting that one. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Good raw uncut dad jokes. You're a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, With that, you see Theodore is looking among all of you, and he is about to speak, and this other guard steps and goes, my name is Elise. You say you're working with the mayor. Um, Do you have paperwork to prove that? I'm going to look at the group. Do we have paperwork? (laughs) Yeah, the melodramatic black envelope. Uh, I'll, I'll take it out of my bag. Okay. You take it out and hand it to them, and they open it up and kind of look it over. All right. Um, I cannot show you the body, but I can take you to the site where we found them, if that if that uh, works for your services. Um, could we also get maybe, like, the coroner report the or something? Cor- coroners? Um, is that not a thing in this gonna, universe? Mike, Mike's going to say that's not a thing. Um, that would How likely is that be, not a thing? I mean, that would likely Coroners be, uh, don't make reports. Wait a minute. Maybe it's a necromancer in this universe. I was going to say that would be some kind of priest or someone who does rites over the body and those kinds of things. But so you're you're basically trying to ask for like a report on what happened, like the official report. Yeah. Um, this this individual goes. Um, we can fetch you the official reports. Um, Theodore, go be a deer and get that. And Theodore, like tongue in his cheek. Uh huh. All right. Um turns and kind of makes their way into the guardhouse. Um, and this individual goes, follow me, please. I will escort you down to the place where we found the um, the body of this person. And they start to walk towards the southern end of the docks. Do you all follow? Haley goes right along with them. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Sure. Um, as you guys are walking, this individual looks back and goes, were you two swimming in the lake or something? We're investigating. I, their <laughs> eyebrow raises. All right. Um, well, <laughs> we found the body down by the water, so there is a chance you will still be um, plunging into the water below. And they take you down to this one dock that has been kind of cordoned off. There's no ships here. And they go, the body was discovered by Theodore after he tripped and fell into the lake. Um, it was bobbing up against the rocks underneath the dock at our feet. And they walk you down onto the one dock that sticks out and they point under the water. And you can see there's a bunch of um, wet rocks where 
the water, just like the surface of the lake, laps right up against them, and it's kind of a very deep overhang. It goes back maybe about 20 feet or so. We found it here. Um, I will watch and supervise in case you need anything, but uh, have at it. And the person just starts to walk away. Wait, 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 we gotta speak to Theodore. Oh, he's bringing the paperwork down. He's a little slower than us. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Should be here in a few minutes. So what would you guys like to do? You are currently at this dock. Um, The area which they pointed to where they found the body is down below the water. Um, And this dock seems to be clear. There's no ships moored. They've cornered it off specifically for this kind of investigation. How dark is it under... If we look over the edge, how dark is it under the dock? Um, It goes back for about 25, 30 feet. Pretty close to where you are. You can see relatively well. But as as it goes back further and further, it gets darker and darker. Someone with dark vision would be able to see, but a normal person might have a little bit of trouble discerning detail. Is there, like, shore footing underneath there? Haha, <laughs> shore footing. Um. Roll me a perception check. Ten. Um, looking underneath, it looks like the rocks kind of go up at an incline. Um, they're pretty large. Hard to tell if you can get shore footing without being there. They're wet, which might give you something. Mm. All right, let's uh, take a look. Uh, hop let's... down and try and, like, land near the rocks, or at least on the rocks. Um, to try okay, and... so maybe I didn't describe this well. Um, the dock overhangs about 20 feet. To get to uh, that, you're, okay. to get down there, you're going to have to get in the water. Um, not very good at swimming, so mm-hmm. somebody else can go. <laughs> uh, Haley will go, I guess. Okay, um, give me, there. I get, yeah, you don't need to roll for this. Um, you kind of hop down into the water and start to tread, and just... In the distance, you can see maybe about 20 feet back, There, there's kind of a rock face underneath that the dock is built off of. What would you like to do? I guess Haley will just, you know, kind of look around and check and see if there's anything around that is noticeable. Notable. Okay, roll me an investigation check. All right. Investigation. It's going to be low. <laughs> That's okay. Going to be a whopping six. Oof. Okay. Um, so first thing that catches your eye, you kind of swim back to the back where this rock face is. And there's nothing that immediately catches your attention. Um, as you get further and further back, it gets darker and darker. One thing that does stand out to you fairly easily is growing along these rocks up in the darkness is a glowing blue plant that looks kind of like lilies. Yeah, they will pick them. Okay. Um, you pluck them out from the soil, no problem. Um, as you do, the glow fades a little bit. Um, what do you do with them? Uh, just hold them out of the water and go, uh, and say, I found something. Haley swims out from underneath the dock, and you guys can get sight of him again. And you see he's holding what looks to be a handful of these ethereal blue lilies that are kind of glowing faintly. Um, what is what was, that? What's the guy's name? Who? Oh, core, core. Constance. Constance. Yes. Yep. Uh, Constance had one of those on the on his boat. They're ethereal <laughs> lilies. What is a ethereal lily? Um, they they have their dreams associated with them, right? Yeah, they're used by people who, based on your nature check earlier, they're used by people who want to get something or gain a semblance of control or knowledge over their dreams. Uh, I relay that information and then say, looks like uh, these guys have been delving in their dreams a little too deeply. 
How many were down there, Hele? Uh, these were down there. Yeah, you you got the only ones that were there. Okay. Does anyone know how to how to use this to help with dreams? Because Therbesh will need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do, do do I know based on my background? Um, yeah, roll me a nature check with advantage just because of the circumstances to which you grew up. Okay. Um, Your mom nature, was a herbalist, and she sold these nature. things, so. With advantage. 22. Okay. Um, you know there are many different ways to prepare these, and based on your mother's teachings, there are a few different things you can do. With a 22, you're going to get just about all the information I can give you. Um, if you nice. burn the petals, it releases a mist that calms the nerves when breathed in. If you consume a petal that's submerged into a bath of seawater, it's said to cleanse your mind and body of nightmares and allurements. With the appropriate mixture, which, thankfully, you remember, because you got over a 20, if you mix ethereal lilies, ghost pepper seeds, and a little tiny bit of basil, and let it ferment for a little bit, it'll turn into a dreamer's drought, which you take a sip from the drought, the steam from the tea will take the form of your dreams, and it will reveal if these dreams are, it will reveal the intent of them, if they're malicious, if they're supposed to be positive, if they're even your own. One thing you re you remember your mom telling you is it's dangerous to drink a lot of it. Very dangerous. She never told you why. Okay. Um, well, I'll obviously relay that information. Um, Great. So, bath of seawater. If if they if they were in the water, and it was at seawater, could that count as a bath of seawater? Um. Well, this is this is like a freshwater lake. Oh. oh okay. Okay. Salt water might be a substitute, but this is something you can do with it. Okay. Um. So I think, I think these petals are, or these flowers are, a, are a link between our two, our two victims. Hmm. What do you suggest? I mean, besides forcing me to eat them or use them in some way, what do you suggest we do? Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> Anyone else have any uh, idea? Any ideas? Anyone? I'm trying hard to roleplay someone who's not that smart. <laughs> okay. Um, like when if if you if I you hear me like being quiet for a long time, I'm trying really hard not to just throw out tons of ideas because Ted. <laughs> Ted works very dumb. Um, he's daydreaming right now. So while you guys are having this discussion, um, you see the guard Theodore, um, the kind of big burly human guard, make their way over. Boom, 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 boom. They're feet are kind of thumping on the docks and they stop and hand the papers to this other individual that you were talking to. And this person comes over and says, here's the official reports that our friend Theodore here has grabbed from our records. You feel free to look them over if you wish. Um, Tedward, they kind of brandished them in your direction because you're the closest. I'm going to privately believe it's because I'm the biggest and most authoritative and I'm going to take the papers. I'm going to thumb through them. Okay. Um, so as for the official reports, they found this person bobbing in the water um, up against the rocks in the morning right after Theodore um, tripped and fell and kind of stumbled upon the body. They searched the area and couldn't find 
anything denoting cause. Oddly, this person was unscathed. They didn't have any wounds. They didn't have any injuries. It was an older human individual with kind of fading hair. And they were wearing, like, they were wearing what was essentially um, a potato sack of clothes. Like, mm-hmm. if you think of the poorest, poorest clothing you could get, that would be what they were wearing when they were found in the water. Um, was it on their head? No. <laughs> Callback. Um, and the one strange part that is noted in the, like, the very bottom of this kind of detailing is most people from town who have looked at this person feel like they've seen them before, but they can't place where, and the name is like always on the tip of their tongue. That's a weirdly consistent thing. Hmm. Well, do I feel that way? Wait, no, I can't look at them. Uh, hmm. um, What's, Hela, you're in the water. Um, Thurbash, you're standing on the dock. And Alea, what are your passive perceptions? Oh. 15. 11. Okay. Um, 11. Alea, um, while you're kind of standing here, you notice the water beneath you guys kind of ripples a little um just from like the motions of the breeze but something odd catches your eye in the water down below you see a little glint of light that kind of like reflects off of some of the rocks like maybe 15 feet down below the water can i try to look at it closer 15 you said 15 feet below the water yeah like just for a brief moment you see a fleck of light reflect off of um something in the water um I'm going to point it out. Who's in the water? Haley? Mm-hmm. Yep, me. Um, I'm going to point it out to Haley and see if he sees anything um, as he's in the water. You want to swim down, Haley? Sure, yeah, I'll dive. Okay, roll me another investigation check. All right. All right. That one's a solid six again. Oof. Um, with your investigation check, you do find one small thing among the rocks you find one rock that as you move your hand over it feels a little different than all the other rocks um and you kind of grab it and kind of lift it up and throw it behind like throw it behind you like pull it out of the way and alaya as it tumbles through the air or the water you see light reflect off of its surface and it drifts down to the bottom like Haley was rummaging through it and just didn't seem to catch it but you saw the glint coming off wait the rock uh, uh, I'm gonna take my jacket off and try and try to jump after it. Okay, just roll me a um athletic check. Actually, you're jumping off. Roll me acrobatics to see how cool you do. I have a negative one in acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> make oh, it all I got a natural twenty. <laughs> Alea leaps off the dock and somehow, by a stroke of luck, just flawlessly dives into the water, and you go straight down to this odd rock and grab it and swim up to the top. Um, Hela, you surface at roughly about the same time after seeing her grab something that you kind of threw to the side. And mm-hmm. you're sitting on the surface kind of treading. And Alea, in your hand, you have a small stone and carved onto its surface is a face. And both of its eyes have a tiny, tiny, tiny gem in them. And the face's mouth is open. That's horrifying. Um, does it look like anything? Mm, like that's... anybody we we know or no <laughs> in a morgue sitting <laughs> no it does not <laughs> okay <laughs> voodoo stone 
Um, to, to, I'm I'm gonna show it to everyone. Okay. And I'm gonna maybe possibly show it to the guards and be like, "Do you know what this is? Have you seen something like this before?" Um. So you guys climb out of the water and kind of get up on the docks. Um. Does anyone Haley's else want tail to is... take a look at it? I was gonna say now that it's been thoroughly soaked for the second time, Haley's tail is just twitching, trying to get dry. Just <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna press the digitation some of the water off of him. Okay, that helps a ton. Yeah, um, Thurbash waves his hand back and forth, and um, it feels like someone just slapped all the water off you. It doesn't hurt or anything, but all the water just suddenly goes off with a hard breeze. Haley begins to panic. Do you think he has calyx all over the place now? Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) All over. Uh, Oh, I was going to take a look at the stone. Okay. What are you looking for? I wanted to actually use knowledge religion, although it has nothing to do with my religion. Yeah, you want to know. Um... I just want to see. <laughs> Roll me a religion check. I can't guarantee how relevant it will be. It'll but probably not be relevant at all. I rolled an 18. I actually don't get any benefit to religion. I just wanted to do that. Um, Looking over this, you don't... Nothing from religion pulls anything directly from your mind. Um, You do notice that the carvings seem kind of particular and you know that at least in religious ceremonies sometimes like precious metals or gems are used as like a focus for some for like religious magic sometimes so that's something um it's a special rock that's about it i have no idea and i had to back (laughs) okay uh did the guards take a look at it or anything um the guard was kind of discussing with tedward but they look over in your direction what is it what did you find this this stone is it anything you've, you've seen before or possibly know what it is? Um, could be magic, maybe. I haven't seen one before myself, but um, it could be something. Uh, okay. I guess I'll just uh, pocket it. Okay. Before you do. Yes. Let's give Haley a shot. He's read so many stories. There's got to be something about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll probably find something. Roll All me right. a... Intelligence. Yeah, roll me history a check? Arcana. Or you can do history arcana. if you'd like. Well, I mean, let's see. They're all they're both about the same, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, you, <laughs> your pick. It'll phrase how I tell you what you learn. We'll go with history. Okay. Got a 16. Okay. You have not seen one of these before in person, but you remember seeing an illustration one of one in a story. Um, the hmm. particular story was of a war cataloged by one of your predecessors, you know, in the, the Hall of Stories, where everyone collects all the stories they found. Um, this type of object is used to communicate over very long distances, usually with a paired object. And in the, the specific story you read, there was a, um, a great battle between two, ver- two like minor cities that would have ended in total oblivion and they would have been sideswiped by an opposing tribe that was waiting in ambush. But one of these specific magic stones saved the day by delivering an instant communication across the battlefield. They're called sending stones. Sending stones. Okay. I believe some of you players know what that is already. Yeah, I, I know what yep. it is out of game. Okay. Yep. Usually um, they're paired. You have one. What? Would, would I know how to use it? <laughs> um, I'd say Haley. You would know that it ju- the tales just mention um, speaking into it. But it would require a second sending stone, right? Well, it would send a message to a paired one. 
Mm-hmm. You don't know where the other one is. And they just kind of turns his back on everybody, whispers into it. Help. Wait, what did you say? I said help. I can help you. Roll me a d100. Ooh. Both of them are just the one. Um, just roll two. Basically, it's two d10. Yeah. And just tell me what number you get. 90. Oh, you got it. Damn, that was such a slim <laughs> chance. Okay, you whisper into this stone, and it feels like it pulls your breath in when you speak. And after a few seconds, 30 seconds pass, and you hear a voice enter. It sounds like someone's whispering in your ear. I'm rolling a dice real quick. Who, the f- who is this? Who? who, who? <laughs> Who are you? What do you want to do? What do you want with me? Hey there, listeners, and welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you've been enjoying everything so far. Oh, hold on. I, I have an important message for you all. It's from the Venture Association. Tap, tap the crystal. This blue one? No, not, not once. Twice. Hello, fine denizens of Whispering Lake, yes. No need to be alarmed at your now speaking notice board. My name is Gilbig Winthrop, archivist of the Grand Bismuth Reserve, and I come to you today with a call to action. Last night, our knowledge reserve was attacked in the dead of night, and our catalog of true names has vanished. Until the perpetrators are found, we need your help to rebuild what we've lost. Do you know the name of someone? Anyone in your town? Maybe the name of the local innkeep? A talking badger? Or even a minor demon? We need those names! To send a name to our reserves, place your hand upon the enchanted rune affixed to the notice board and think of someone you know. Then your thoughts will be transmitted via arcane carrier pigeon across the land to repopulate our grand archives. Be careful. Delivery may be messy. Also, do not remove the form from the board. It may or may not result in your immediate immolation. Magic is volatile, folks. Have a good day. Apparently, it was three taps, not two. Anyways, if you want to learn more about our character name initiative, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Tales of Aspiron. There, you'll also find our blog, our community pages, and where you can listen to the show. We release episodes every other Friday, so I'll be seeing you again on November 1st. All right, let's get back to the show. Look, please, please let me go. What did, what did I do? What did, who are you? My name is Hele Mayana, and I can help you. Where are you? I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's dark. I'm in, I'm in some kind of cave. There's a, there's a pool of water. Um, Hele, roll me a history check. All right. Water. Critical fail. Ask him who he is. <laughs> Ask him who he is. Uh, who dis uh, new what, phone? What? Who dis new phone? <laughs> new sending stuff. ASL? Have a 25 hunch. male. I'm in a cave somewhere. <laughs> Looking for hot singles. Looking for hot singles in my local area at a you've, way out. Congratulations, you've just found a Tinder rock. <laughs> oh, God. Perfect question no, to have it, too. Rhinestone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Damn it! Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> no, that's not what Sweet said. That's not what Sweet said. What's your name? I think I know who it is.
My name's Killick. Killick. Look, I don't I don't know what I did. I was only in town for a day. Well, Who are what you? What happened? I told you I'm Haley Maana. I I got it. I got Wait a minute. Oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh no. Look, look man. Look. If you want the gold back for the bag, please, please just you can take it. I didn't I didn't mean any harm. Your friend was just crazy. He hit me in the face really hard. Please. And the message cuts out for a moment. Wait a minute. It's do the we... drug dealer? Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we notice any of this conversation going on? Or is this You're going to all... see Haley off to the side whispering. You can't really tell what he's doing. Oh, no, no. Haley stopped whispering after he got a response and someone said, help. Okay. Haley's talking are... to this rock. Are you okay? Is it saying something back? My mom asked me if plants were talking once. So, anything's up for a debate. It does have a mouth. Uh, do you guys know a guy named Silic? What? Who? Killick. That's who's talking to me through the stone. The sending stone. DM, do we know someone named Killick? We don't know his name, but everything, yeah, just... everything that was just yeah, described to Haley is very... <laughs> he never told us his name, so we wouldn't... Uh, no, who is he? Mm, he's some guy trapped in some place. Dark, cold, dungeon-y place. Who maybe he thinks because he sold a bag to people. I don't know. Wait a minute. Tedward's nose is bleeding with the effort of getting an idea. <laughs> we bought a bag. We bought a bag that holds things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to pass Tedward a, a handkerchief. It is bigger than normal bags. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> ask him. Ask him who he sold the bag to. He stopped answering, but I'll ask. Do you know whom you sold the bag to? Uh, what's your name? Kellick? I, I don't know. Look, I don't know his name. I just, I just met him in the shop, and then in the middle of a good sale, we sold him a knife. The guy just fucking headbutted me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> Look, why did you kidnap me? What do you want with me? I just want to leave town. Where he got... I would never. Ask him the stone from. Where did you get your stone from? It's, it's just lying on the ground in this cave. Oh my god, there's bodies in here. Oh god, there's bodies. Ask him how many bodies. I don't know why, but that was... I'm cracking up. I don't know why that's funny to me. Is it... Can you tell if it's wet in there or something like near water or something? Yeah, poke one. Oh, poke one. Gross. Kill says... It's, it's really dark. I can see a little bit. I, I can hear water. I can hear water splashing up against the... I think there's a pool of water somewhere. How how many bodies? Four? <laughs> Five? Yes. Let's go with that. How many bodies do you see? Or can you tell her there? Um, I have one, two... There's three of them. Are they whole? I, yeah. <laughs> what a question! All, the, all this stuff is... They don't have anything with them, though. Okay, okay. That means, do they look thin? I mean, they, they look dead. They look like they starved. Look, ask him you, how long he's been there. Are, are you, you fucking, fucking with me? I'm trying to make sure you're not dying in the next day. Like, is this some kind of elaborate ruse? Like, you you're in this cave, looking at me through a hole, enjoying this? I would never. I'm, I offered to help immediately, and you just threw that back in my face. Oh. Alright, what do you guys do? Um. A ask him how long he's been there. He said he was in there for a day, I think. 
the day. Can, uh, can you trace a sending stone link <laughs> with magic? Like detect magic? Can I take tell I which way he's coming from? You um, tell me. I'm a farmer. Roll me an arcana check. I'm a farmer. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone have a better arcana than I do? Uh, I have. If two. I do, it should worry you. I have, I have plus two. Yeah, I have, I plus, have plus zero. So it's up to you guys. You have the stone. You roll the arcana check. All right. Ten. Ten. Um, as far as you know, there's no no way that you know of. Ask him if he yells really, really loudly. Ask him where he was taken from. Do you remember where you were taken from? Um, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I was running through town. I, I passed by this, um, this, this inn. It was pink. I ran by the window. I, I darted into an alleyway to make my way, to, you know, to, to the trail that would take me home. And this guard grabbed me. And I, I, I offered him money. And he didn't take it. And then he hit me really hard and his skin turned blue and then everything went black. And I woke up to you, your voice. I was laying on this rock and it was yelling at me. What did, the did you guard, get his name? What did the guard look like? He, he looked like a, a normal guy. Oh, his skin turned blue, so that's something. He was so slimy. Oh. Oh, did, no. Did it's he, the blue man group. Are they slimy? Did he look mad? I like this whisper down the lane thing. <laughs> yeah, because it's going through Haley. <laughs> Does Haley just not ask? Haley's, Haley's getting like five questions. Haley doesn't know which one to ask. Okay. So, who's first? Which question? Um, ask him to describe the guard, besides more than normal. You got any more details on the guard, Kirk? Um, um, black and white uniform, straight down the middle. Uh, it was black, and uh, white, white on each side. Um, he looks so familiar, but I couldn't place him. Like, I've seen him before, but I haven't. Mm. Mm. Someone want to roll me a D100? I'll roll a D100. Can I look at Theodore and the other guy? Mm-hmm. Does the other guy have a name? Um, Elise. Oof, Jesus. All right, D100 been rolled. Um, I'm going to whisper to Haley. Ask him if they look like either of those guards. Like, describe those guards, you know, quietly. I'll look back at him. They're blue. I don't know. <laughs> They're not blue. He turned blue. What was the D100 mm. roll? Uh, 22. Okay. Uh, okay, I will try to nonchalantly just start describing people and asking them if this is what you uh, saw in your guard. The um, two guards over there describing them. No, that, that doesn't sound familiar. He says no. But the uniform matches? Oh, it's a town guard uniform, yeah. Ask him if he can yell very, very, very loudly. Can you scream for me? From the bottom of your lungs to the top of your mouth. I want to try and listen to hear if I hear any screaming. <laughs> roll me a perception check. Can I help? Um, yeah, both of my you monocle. Roll. Yeah, both with your monocle. That is a, that is a, 10, a 10. So, okay. probably don't hear anything. Um, Haley, roll me a persuasion check. Alright. Persuasion 11. 11, okay. Look, that, that's a weird question to ask, especially if you you say you're not watching. But um, um, okay, well, let me let me try. Maybe you're pretty close or something. Where are you? Uh, where are you again? 
You're at the docks, clearly. We're, we're, we're at the docks. All right. Hold on. Um, a couple seconds pass. A minute. Nothing. Did, Did you hear me? I was, I was yelling. I was cursing real loud. Anything? No. <laughs> Nothing. Pitiful, pitiful screams, I tell you. Pitiful. Perhaps louder. Another party member wants you to try louder. To your horse. Does someone, he have a magical item to protect his voice? A, a D100. Another D100? Yep. Uh, Alea, do you want to take this one? Uh, I can do it. Okay. D100. 42? Okay. Um, you say this and a moment or so passes. And he goes, look, I got, if I yell, whoever's holding me here might come back. And he might hurt me. Did you hear me at all? No. Ask him if we can find him through the Sending Stone. You know a way we can find you through the Sending Stone? Um, you hear, I, I don't. What? What the? I knew it was you. I knew it. You piece of shit. You're watching me through these fucking holes in the wall. Get what? the fuck away from Wait, me, big happened? guy. Get away. Get it. Ailey turns to check to make sure Tedward's there. <laughs> Edward? Edward <laughs> is the big guy. Is in fact there. With you guys. What happened? Ask him if he's okay? <laughs> I don't think he is. Well, you have to ask. I passed the stone to Thurbash. Are you okay? Um. Oh, oh. You hear a voice come from the other side of the stone. Hey, how are you? Who is this? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Sounds like little... someone's in the room. I'm fine. Sounds handsome. <laughs> he sounds handsome. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it Tedward? Is it Tedward's voice? Look, where are you, little guy? Where did the other one go? Oh, the little goblin man? He's evil. I, uh, I crunched him. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Can you yell at the top of your lungs? Why well, do that? So we can find you. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna find you first. And uh, yeah, this town's gonna go up in flames. And then the stone goes quiet. What? Are you okay? <laughs> no response. Tell him to keep the stone with him. Keep the stone with you? No response. What's happening? I am. As, as confused as Tedward is, I'm finally like that in real life. <laughs> like, I, I am I am lost right now. This is crazy. Did, did that sound like someone here, or am I? We should be so lucky. Can I can I perception check as to if I recognize the voice? Are you you recognize it? It's very clear. Is it Tedward? Yeah, it's Tedward's voice. I'm gonna like turn around. Very abruptly and stare at Tedward. I'm going to stare at Haley. Who are you? <laughs> uh, the book is Hayley. freaking out. Yeah, the book is... <laughs> you see it, it's like plopped down on the dock and it's raiding. Haley pounces on it and tries to read it. Checks what I... happened that the other night. Oh, what? While you guys were there? While we were asleep and he was brooding, oh, brooding on a on roof. Uh, roof. Um... <laughs> So you flip back to those pages. The book starts trying to like poke at you with the pen because it's trying to write. 
as you start reading the pages, the pen kind of calms down for a moment. Um, and you flip back and it goes through a description of Tedward on the roof describing the sunrise set at his back, his muscles glistening in the sunlight and something beneath his notice lurking in the shadows. Mm. I show that Can part I... to Tedward. Oh boy, that's dark. <laughs> okay, can I can I see if he's him? Yeah, you can give him a poke. Do it or... Well, I'm gonna ask first. Are you say? Are you who you say you are? Yeah. Can I, can I should check that? Who do you say you are? How would you check it? Tedward doesn't have an ID. We would. We can. We, <laughs> Perception check. We ask him a question only Tedward would know. That's a good idea. What is the yield of five seeds of uh, five uh, potato seeds? What's the yield? First of all, potatoes don't have seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think there's enough time in the day to describe to you how stupid your question was. I believe this is Tedward. Isn't that just common knowledge, though? Hold on a second. I'm going to have to answer you, otherwise it's going to bother me. A potato may be called a seed potato, but what it actually is is a root called a tuber. Okay, that's probably him. <laughs> um, Furbash, while this, while this is all happening, can you roll me a history check? I can roll you a history check. While you do that, oh. Edward is just going off about <laughs> potato ecology. Uh, that's a nine for history. Um, thankfully, the check is not very high because your throat oh. still hurts from the night before. When Tedward woke up, he grabbed you by the throat, lifted you off the table, and accused yeah, you I of know. being a shapeshifter. Oh, I don't remember the acu- accusation of being a shapeshifter. I remember being choked. I do not remember that. <laughs> you you suddenly remember Tedward's words in your head. Yeah, that's definitely you. A shapeshifter would be super strong. Tedward, Tedward, <laughs> your your love of potatoes is great, and I love that you love potatoes. Do you remember why you choked me? I choke a lot of people. That's not a reasonable question. <laughs> In the inn, you, I woke you up, or you woke up, and you, you choked me, and I punched you in the face. You and... weren't even the only person I assaulted in that inn. Alea, <laughs> <laughs> with your passive perception, you see How that the guards, to <laughs> the, ar- the guards' eyes have gotten bigger, and they're slowly stepping away. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everyone, calm down, calm down. This morning, or last night, what do you remember, Tedward? I was up on the roof. That's it? Yeah, nothing really happened. Did you dream of anything? No, I didn't sleep at all. And as I say this, my eyes are, like, visibly twitching. (laughs) (laughs) So, so why, why did you, wait, why did you choke him out then? Oh, I thought it was a shapeshifter. Yeah, but why did you think that? That, 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 that. Why? Dude, I don't remember at all. (laughs) I I mean, like, if you want to know why I did it, comedic potential. (laughs) (laughs) DM, what was the reasoning? He, like, woke me up and I was surprised. I'm not sure. 
But we do know that there are two Tedward voices. Checks out. And this Tedward voice is not killing us now. So he is the good Tedward voice for now. Solid assumption. I follow it. So we will, well, the bad Tedward voice obviously wants to find us. Can Go on. We can let him find us and then find out who the bad Tedward is. Um, I'm going to use my monocle to inspect Tedward as we're all talking. Okay, roll me an investigation <laughs> check of advantage. Just like all, like all over there. Investigation. All up in there. All up in there. 17? Nothing seems off about him. Okay, so there's a duplicate, a doppelganger, a shapeshifter, something that's taken the form of Tedward. All of those things, yes. And it's after us now. Yes. I think. I'm gonna look at the guards. Are they still here? Um, the other one has backed up about 15 feet from you guys. Um, Theodore's already kind of fucked off. <laughs> Just went back. Um, but the other guard is going... All right, you, um, uh, you need to explain very quickly. Do you know anything about shapeshifters? What? Shapeshifters. I mean, aside from their name? No. You know a shapeshifter by name. No. <laughs> aside from the fact that they ship shapes. Oh, I said that wrong. Ship shapes. <laughs> You're not wrong, pal. <laughs> you shapeshifts. Aside from the fact that they ship... Oh, damn it, that's so hard to say. <laughs> Aside from the fact that they can change their form, which is fairly obvious by their name, I Good do save. Know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> how do we how do we handle this? We don't. It is a time for another problem. Look, we let the uh, proper authorities handle it. <laughs> you you look over your shoulder and see the guard is now twenty feet away and is like, Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna assume this is some kind of elaborate joke and uh yeah, good luck with that. That's re- that's really funny. And they're kind what of jumping away from police? you. We have been threatened and we need your protection. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> well, I guess we should watch me sleep. And whenever this shaper of shifts comes, we will deal with them. Maybe? So I, I, yeah. we go back to the boat? Yeah, I think we go back to the boat. We get this guy here dressed up in Constance's clothes, make him eat Constance's food, roll him around in Constance's scent, make him sit on the dock right where Constance was sitting with Constance's butt. I agree with it. Okay. Recreate the the circumstances. Roll me a perception check. Who? Um, all of you. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> the doppelgangers right behind us. Uh, that is an 18. Two. 18. 14. 5. 14. 14. 14. Okay, 2. Okay, Tedward, you don't notice what happens because in the I'm distance... Looking at a potato. You, yeah, you're looking at this potato and, and then the potato shakes in your hand. And you're like, what the fuck? No, that's normal. The rest of you hear <laughs> a loud explosion. The ground beneath your feet rocks and shakes. And you guys look up in the distance and see a big, big plume of fire um, on the northern side of the docks. Oh my god, that's not where his boat was, was it? No, not <laughs> close, but not super close. Oh, and okay. as, this happens, as this happens, you watch the guards stop and look at the explosion. 
and then turn and look over their shoulder at all of you, pointing to Tedward, and go, His voice came from that rock and said the town would burn. What did you do? Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking around, and I really hope you enjoyed the story so far. This episode featured Drums of the Deep by Kevin McLeod and Dockside Market by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which you'll both find on Bandcamp and credited in our episode description as usual. Spread the word, share the show, and leave us a rating or review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to have a wonderful weekend. Our next episode may arrive a day early, just in time for Halloween if everything works out. Good old October 31st. The Skeleton War approaches, folks. See you soon.